Choice Podcast Awards voting is up on the 31st of July, so go to podcastawards.com to nominate the following shows. Writers and Illustrators of the Future Podcast in the categories of Education and also Storyteller Drama. The Centralist in the category of Politics and News. That's with show host Joe Montaldo. Science and Beyond in the category of Science and Medicine. Also with show host Joe Montaldo. The Outer Realm in the category of Society Culture with show host Michelle DeRoche and Amelia Pisano. And the Pittsburgh Paranormal Chasing Prophecy in the category of Religion and Spirituality. There's another category that opened up for us recently, the People's Choice, so please select for this category as well. Go to podcastawards.com to vote for these five shows and any others you enjoy listening to. That's podcastawards.com. Remember, voting ends July 31st. So- Welcome to Chasing Prophecy Radio, where we discuss the unidentified, the unexplainable, paranormal, conspiracies, and much more. Starring your host and co-host, Jenny Nicasio, Sean Kelly, and Jason Sledgehammer Ryan Petro. Brought to you by UPRN Network. Now for your host, Jenny Nicasio. Good evening and welcome to Chasing Prophecy on FM 105.3 New Orleans, where we discuss anything and everything beyond the scope of normal, guys. Like us on YouTube, follow us on Instagram. I'm Jenny Nicasio, along with Sean Kelly and Jason I and Pedro. Happy Thursday, everyone. Happy, Happy Thursday to you. Great. Well, I'm going to get right to it. We have an interesting guest this evening, one that I find interesting yet very scary. <laughs> oh, don't take that personally. I have watched Evil every episode. I don't know why I watch it because I get really scared. And I started watching it. It's very scary, guys. But even what's scarier is The Exorcist. And um, no matter how many times I watch it, I'm scared, but I just i am glued. I'm fascinated with it. And I'm kind of fascinated with this whole idea. So, well. Yeah, the original is the scariest. Yes, yes, yeah. it is. Uncut version. Oh my goodness. Well, <laughs> but you know what? Instead of a girl, it was supposed to be a little boy. That, oh, that, I know they're going to try to remake it. But oh, we'll that's, see. They should just leave it. I, I think they should just leave it alone. But when, let's get to the guests because I'm so excited because I am getting tangled. I read his book and I found it to be horrifying. And I. While I texted him, I told him that I had a problem with uh, going to sleep at night. I'm trying to show you what I'm talking about. Let me get one, two, three. I had it already, but you know how technology is. It's a uh, click little, and drop. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to show you on the screen, <laughs> but let's get to it. So we have a real life, an American exorcist on the show. Monsignor Stephen Rossetti, PhD, and he's the president of St. Michael's Center for Spiritual Renewal and Research Associate Professor at the United, what's Catholic, excuse me, Professor at the Catholic University of America in Washington, D.C., a licensed psychologist and the author of several books. Monsignor Rossetti has participated, which is really scary, in hundreds of exorcisms. 
During his journey to priesthood, he experienced a spiritual episode in which, in two seconds, he learned 80% of what an exorcist needs to know. Welcome to Chasing Prophecy. Hey, Father. Welcome. Nice to be with you all. Thanks for having me. Well, let me tell you, like I said in the text message, I could not read it at night any longer. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, slept with two rosary beads. I'm not kidding you. And I said Jesus three times because I was so scared. <laughs> but before we get into the discussion, um, I'm just so happy you came on. And um, I want to know right off the bat, why did you write this book? And what kind of reception is it getting? Well, I'm surprised it's just doing. I mean, it's just uh, it's flying off the shelves. Uh, people say it's a page turner. I never, I never thought of my ministry as a page turner, but uh, it's it was on the Amazon bestsellers. I, I'm just uh, stunned that it's kind of sweeping the globe. Actually, uh, doing an Irish show in a couple of days. Uh, it's uh, it's amazing, really. I think that people are hungry for the, the truth about the spiritual world, and uh, and that's what I tell. I tell the truth. I don't make these things up. I said I'm just reporting my own diary. Yes. Hmm. And I have to say that it was easy to read. Being an author myself, I found it to be very easy to write. And I liked the shorter chapters. I just thought it was really good. But well, One thing Sean mentioned, by the way, uh, that movie, The Exorcist, uh, the, the scary movie we, you were talking about, it, it's true. It's, it was based on a real a real case of a 12-year-old boy, right? And actually, yes. the, the, the notes of The Exorcist was a Jesuit who did it are available now. You can read his notes. And, and, and surprisingly, they're very similar to a lot of the experiences that, I, that I've had. Actually, I just oh. seen, um, I think it was on Discovery Plus, don't hold me to that, or Netflix or one of those. I was watching it the other night. It was the uh, Exorcist, Exorcism of Roland Doe mm-hmm. from the 1949, which the Exorcist movie is based off of his story, the, the 12 or 13-year-old uh, little boy. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, I started watching that, and I was like, wow, that is... That's some messed up stuff, you know. Well, really- you know, you, the the reality is so uh, stunning. You really don't have to, you know, jazz it up. I mean, there's some, some really wild things happen. I don't know if you can see this, but I I just was happened to have this picture of, of a this crucifix was was burned on on one of the possessed people's. Oh wow! Oh yeah, wow! I mean, uh, we talk about that that Satan will burn uh, uh, a cross on the possessed person, and basically the idea is that Satan say, "You belong to me." That's what he often says to people. You belong to me. And then we hold up a crucifix, which you've often seen in exorcism films. We hold the crucifix and say, no, I claim you for Christ, our Savior, by the sign of the cross. So it's, it's a fight for who does this person belong to. And of course, the end, they belong to Jesus. Yeah, can you ha- could you um, put that cross up again? Because I had your cover on. Yeah. That is That's so... a, a real picture of a cross that was burned on someone's arm, you know. And it's not wow. uncommon. It, it, these sorts of things are, are not uncommon, and, and they they appear, uh, and then they might last for a few hours. And you think, oh my gosh, a burn like that would take weeks. They'll disappear in hours. Or it's it's uh, preternatural. So, how did you get started in this? I mean, was this something you always wanted to do when you grew up? <laughs> no, no. I I it's interesting. No, I'm a, as you mentioned, I'm a licensed psychologist, and so at one point, about 15 years ago. The cardinal uh, called me and said, we've got a, a case that we want you to look at as a psychologist and do an evaluation. So I did. And I said, you know, the person does not have a psychological problem per se. There's something spiritual going on. You need to call an exorcist. 
So the, the, the diocese contacted three different priests and none of them would do it. And so, so we were sitting there going, what do we do now? I said, well, give it to me. I said, how hard can it be? I think, <laughs> I think well, you just say the right, the demons leave, you know, and that's kind of dumb. Uh, but uh, I was wrong. It, uh, it's a much more difficult, a much more of a fight than uh, a naive young priest would think. But it, uh, that's how it started. Jason, uh, what do you have to say? About you know, that? I've, I've always I have to ask you this because I've always wondered how exactly do people get possessed by the devil or demons? You know what I mean? Like whether you know, does it happen to Catholics that are baptized? Does, you know, is there a specific type of you know, is it atheists to get you know possessed? Like how how does this come about? Like how does did they get it? You know, I've always wondered that. There's all different ways. Sometimes it's their fault, times and sometimes it's not. But here's what I say: I've got a three-pronged uh, uh, recipe for getting possessed, which I don't suggest you follow. <laughs> One is stop practicing the faith. You know, the practicing the faith is your primary means of protection. And so, when when someone comes to us who is possessed, we start saying, "Okay, you need to practice the Christian faith." I believe in Jesus, and, and he will be your shield and protector, number one. So stop practicing the faith. Number two, start committing serious sins. When you commit serious sins, you, you create a vulnerability uh, to evil. So the second thing we tell people to do who come to us is stop committing sins. And then third, uh, start practicing the occult. Remember in the movie The Exorcist, that young lad was was playing with a Ouija board for months. Right. So you start right. doing a necromancy, a witchcraft, uh, Charlie Charlie, uh, tarot cards, all these kind of uh, occult stuff. It's an invitation to Satan, and, and eventually he'll he'll answer the call. Wow, Sean. Man. Oh wow, no, I find that very fascinating. Um, I've been, I'm, I'm just fascinated with the stuff that Jenny has sent me through messengers, different apps, apps, you know, different pages. But um, I want to know how do people protect themselves from evil? How do you, how do they do it? What do you do? Well, for example, when we when we do an exorcism, we won't let anybody in the room unless they're protected. They're they're people of faith. They practice the faith. They're living holy lives as best you can. None of us are perfect, you know. Best we can, we pray and uh, and then we say the protection prayers, that sort of thing. For example, this is interesting. Uh, had a possessed person, and uh, she had a very difficult time going into the home of a family that were practicing Christians and that were, were had their house blessed by a priest, they had holy object in the house. The person just couldn't go into the house because demons hate uh, anything holy. So how, mm -hmm. how do we throw them out? How do we protect ourselves? We have holy things. We use holy water. We have crucifixes. We bless the house and we people pray. Um. How many people do you got coming into the room with you when you do do an exorcism? Well, typically I like to have a, a one, other, one other priest at least, and then and then some really rock solid lay people. We probably have two or three of them, so we okay. probably have four person, three or four people in the room with them. That's awesome. That's it's, cool. It's scary. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's <laughs> some scary stuff. The whole thing is scary. Mm. Um, we hear a lot about witch, like you said, witchcraft today. I mean, yeah. there's so much you see on the, especially around Halloween. And some say there are good witches. And what do you think about that? Are there good witches? Well, first of all, before I answer that, uh, Jenny, let me say witchcraft is a real thing. Now, right now I've got a, a man who uh, unfortunately did something bad. And this witch is now tormenting him. And she is really doing crazy stuff. She knows what's going on in their lives. She torments them. The, well, we had a last session a couple of days ago. All the car alarms are going off. 
and this it's like it just she is tormenting them uh and, and she used but where but where does she get her power you see she thinks she has some special power you, she gets it from satan whether she knows it or not now the question comes is people say well no no i'm a good witch the problem with that is that you're using magic your intention might be to do good but in reality you're calling on powers which you have no control over. And if it's not God, I hate to say it, there's you have a good chance of coming from the dark side, whether you intend it or not. And so what happens is I'm that my fear for a lot of these young people today are practicing witchcraft is they're they're gonna find themselves up to their next in demons and then and and in trouble. Well, I have a question. I know this isn't this is just sort of like I don't know. Is this witchcraft? Okay, I don't know if you ever heard of the three six nine that's all over TikTok. Um, you write down your intentions three times in the morning and you say it out loud like it's happening. You do it six times in the um, afternoon and you do it six um, nine times in the evening. Would that be considered witchcraft or is that just positive thinking? I don't well, want to bring any demons into my house. I mean, yeah, it's hard to, it's superstition. And is that really calling on God's grace and blessings? Or and if it's not calling on, which it isn't, of course, uh, what, what are you getting? I mean, you might be getting either nothing or or. Yeah, let me be careful when you start practicing superstitious things. I'll give you an example. This is interesting. This woman comes to me terrified, just completely terrified. And she had been doing some Reiki for a while. And so, which is some questionable things going on there, but, but whatever. And then, and then she said her beloved grandparent died, which she loved. And so she was right-handed. So she took a pen in her left hand and then started channeling her dead beloved grandparent. Mm-hmm. And was getting these beautiful letters, automatic writing from this mm-hmm. supposedly grandparent. Mm-hmm. And they were beautiful letters for about six months. And all of a sudden they went south. And then she realized she wasn't talking to our, our dead grandparent for six months. She was connecting with a demon, whether she, she, but she didn't realize it. Okay. So you, uh-huh. like I read in the book that Reiki is something. I've done Reiki and I had one, my first Reiki experience. Um, the practitioner that was doing it on me, that all the things started to fall off the walls. And the music that she was using kept on skipping beats. So that would make sense if it's something you shouldn't really dabble in. So no. I'm glad I got that out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so a lot of the people, a lot of people don't believe in Satan and hell and such mm-hmm. things. And what do you, what do you tell somebody that it, that, like, no matter how you, you try to have a conversation, oh, I don't believe in hell. Yeah. No, hey, I, there, frankly, there are a bunch of Catholic priests who don't believe in hell either. So, you know, wow. a lot of people, oh, yeah, sure, sure there are. Uh, here's what I would say. There's lots of things you learn in exorcism for the last 15 years. And one of the things I've learned is that, you know, what Jesus told us is true from beginning to end. And I I learned it. It's not just something I got out of a catechism. I learned it, and, and, and you know, face to face. And, and and for example, when you look at uh, the, the demon's, in, in the face when they're manifesting and you look at that what you're looking at is just pure evil you look at that and you go whoa that's one of the ways we discern someone's possessed there's a look in that person's face that no human being can no actor can do it it's just pure evil there's only one place for that it ain't it ain't heaven it's hell uh and and what they do with the possessed person is they put them through hell that every night they're they're beating them up. They're scratching. They're pounding them. They're abusing them. That's and so scary. It's, it's awful. It's just, it, it just, you can't believe that beings are that evil. Mm. Sean, mm. what do you have to say about this? Uh, 
I, I have a lot of things to say, but I know we have a limited time of a bit. Yes, we have. Um, but I do, I do have a lot of respect for you, Monsignor. Um, one day I'd like to sit down and talk to you if we ever get the time. Um, but I do have a question for you. Sure. Uh, what are what what is Satan and his demons? Here's what we'd say: a lot of people have this kind of dualistic. Uh, thing and, and Jenny, I, I can understand why when you read the book, you get frightened. And you're like, gosh, I I can't go to sleep at night. People ask me how I sleep at night. I sleep very well, and because uh, Satan is not equal to God. There's only one God. God is God. S Satan is a, an angel, a spiritual being. Uh, basically, that's what an angel is. And but who who rejected God, and we call them demons. They go to hell. They're ugly, uh, and so they have some power over this world, but they're chained. I mean, they, they're only allowed to do so much. They're allowed to tempt us and sometimes, you know, harass us, but mm -hmm. but that's it. So so they're, they're spiritual beings uh, uh, without bodies. Uh, we're spiritual, but we also have bodies. And just like there's good angels, and Satan is an angel that rejected mm -hmm. God. No. Jason, you have anything? Yeah, I, actually, I'm pretty curious. Uh, I wanted to see what your thoughts are on this one. Uh, as paranormal investigators, do you think that like when we make communications with whoever it is or whatever we're trying to help the living with to get rid of, per se, do you think we're dealing with more demons or is it possible to have like the residual like family members and stuff that are just seeking help to move on kind of thing? Yeah. By the way, someone that I was working with someone this morning and praying some deliverance prayers over her. She sent me a photo of this. You know, it wasn't you couldn't see it. But when you took the photo, it showed up on the picture and it was basically looked like a human figure with no face. And she said, my daughter took this picture. We all kind of went, whoa, we got freaked. <laughs> now, what was that? Uh, I would say this. I think most of these beings that we encounter in paranormal stuff probably are demons are there ghosts most exorcists do believe in ghosts or human beings that haven't kind of been finally settled so but the old my just one, one caution is this uh beware of can, making a good relationship with whoever this ghost is mother you know with, a, with some people make friends with this ghost mm -hmm. because sometimes right. they they, they yeah, say ghost, but they're really demons so be careful and Monsignor, okay. uh, we have a comment in the audience. Um, one of the listeners wants to know, um, do you think that shadow people are demons? You know, I, because I, 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 when I went to this, I, I'm a good Italian boy, right, from upstate New York. I mean, what do I know? You know, so I don't do this stuff. I mean, when I grew up, we didn't have these kind of shows. I mean, we didn't, we didn't, we just didn't. So I didn't know anything. So the one of the first big cases I had, the woman comes in and says, you know, I've been seeing these, what she calls shadows people. She said they, they have dark coats. Uh, they have these hats. I can't see their faces. And they have no legs. And they're kind of floating outside my, my house. And I said, well, what do I do with that? And so she kept seeing them. And then she started having these unexplained scratches and cuts and bruises. And then she started having what we call occult knowledge. She started learning, knowing things she shouldn't know. And then we found out she was possessed. So what that told me is that a lot of that stuff when people say, I see shadow figures, they're, they're really seeing demons. Oh, God. Oh, wow. and I know we only have uh. 20 minutes with you. <laughs> I would like to have the whole four, 54 minutes. But um, um, I just want to ask you uh, something that's been tormenting me while I read your book. Mm. 
one of the things is, why does God allow them to torment and tempt us? And why, if God loved us, I know this is probably something you can't answer. If God loved human beings so much, why would he cast Satan and his minions to earth? Yeah, I get that question all the time. Why does God allow uh, demons to torture us? You know, and although most uh, he tempts everyone, there there are a few people that he physically actually uh, uh, attacks. Not too many though. Uh, why? Well, it's part of a larger question. Why does God allow people to do bad things to each other? As a matter of fact, your uh, de- demons are really controlled. Uh, they can't maim you. Never seen it. They can't kill you directly, but human right. beings can. You're you're much more likely to be beat up and bruised and beaten and shot by a human being than you are by demons. Now, why does God allow that? Boy, that's that that uh, that's that mystery of free will uh, uh, and evil. But let me tell you one story that might be interesting. I was interacting with some demons, and I looked at one of them. I said, "Did you make a bad decision rejecting God?" And they said, "Yes." I said, "Are you suffering because of it?" Yes. I said, "Would you change your mind if you could?" And they said no. Oh wow! Ooh. Yeah, that blew me away. Well, that's the mystery. That's why they're in hell because they don't want to be in heaven. Um, that's wow. so crazy. Are you sure we can't have you for a little bit more? <laughs> it's just twenty-one minutes. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is good. Can we have one more question before we have to let you go? Sure. Okay. Go ahead, Jason. John. Oh, <laughs> I just drew a blank. Oh, okay. Yeah, John. All right. Um, this is real quick. Um, I don't know. I was studying the Bible and stuff like that. And now tell me if I'm wrong, that Michael, when he was kicked out of heaven, sent down to hell. Was he sent down there to keep an eye on Satan who was already in there? Well, Michael wasn't kicked out of heaven. I mean, Michael, Michael, I'm sorry, Lucifer. Lucifer. My bad. Wait, what was he? And what was the question? What happened to Lucifer? Yeah, what when he got kicked out of um, heaven, I heard this on shows, that he got kicked out of heaven uh, to keep an eye on Satan so he really doesn't run amok. Is that true? Is there any truth to that? Well, most people believe that Lucifer and Satan are actually the same being, that Lucifer was his name in heaven, and then he became Satan or the devil. I mean, there are some right. people who disagree with that, but that's what I think. And okay. I actually asked all the demons that. And basically... The old thing was, I'd rather reign in hell than, than serve in heaven. He doesn't, he wants to be God. He wants people to uh, worship him. That's what he tried to get Jesus to. He said, if you fall down and worship me, and I'll give you the world. He's, and Jesus said, right. no, can do it. So Satan doesn't want to be with God. He wants to rule in hell, and that's what he's doing. Oh, okay. Thank you. That's great. Thank you very much. Listen, well, yeah. bless you all. And just remember, uh, Jenny, you know, you get get nervous, get frightened, just trust in Jesus. He'll take care of you. Oh, that's what I've been yeah. doing. I'm trusting him 100%. Thank you so thank much you. for joining yes, us thank tonight. You very I really much. appreciate thank it. You. you have a wonderful God bless you evening. all. Bye-bye. God bless thank you, you too. Thank you. Woo. Wow. <laughs> oh, my. <sighs> well, to answer Julie's question, Judy, I'm not sure how you pronounce that. I read the book, and to answer that, yes. Um, tarot cards, you're opening yourself up. Anything that tarot cards, witchcraft, Ouija boards, seance, me, talking to mediums, all this opens up, you know, that door. Like something has to open. I mean, the door has to be opened by something. Unintentionally, you could have went to an antique store and purchased um, 
You could have purchased rosary beads. No, I wouldn't say that. If you purchase crystals, um, antiques, anything, or who knows, it could be, um, I don't think rosary beads, but if they were, weren't really rosary beads, like they could have been disguised as something else. Maybe you never know. Yeah, that's a good it's, call. Yeah. Well, it could be disguised. That is true. So but, now, you know, go ahead. I was just going to say uh, a comment or cyber demon said, you know, don't astral project. You know, it's funny because I was just reading a story on uh, some forums the other day when I was researching some stuff and uh, there was a, one particular person that was talking about how they astral projected, but when they came back, they brought something with them. Yeah. That's been haunting them for the better part of a decade. It's just like never ending, you know, and they can't get rid of it, you know, because I guess they got lost when they're astral projecting because you're, because at that point your body's just like an open vessel. You should you know, definitely and, contact well, a uh, yeah, priest. Came in, you know, <laughs> yeah. definitely when you, when you contact a when you astral plane, you usually have a cord tied to your body when you go out into yeah, silver cord. Yeah. You mean yeah. like but, a fake imaginary cord? But or is this a real they silver it, cord? They call it the silver cord, but it's actually invisible. But what happens yeah. when you astral project is you're actually leaving your body. So that's when it's possible for other things could possibly take over your body because it's just an empty vessel. Right. So that's why you got to be very, very cautious if you're into practicing that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I know some people that actually did that, and you definitely should not. I be. mean, I've astral plane many, many times, and I've come back, and uh, nothing came back with me. Right. You know, and you know when he brought up the you're witches, lucky, Sean, you're lucky that uh, nothing came back with you. Well, see, then when it comes. When it comes down, because I've been in the business for over 30 years, and I go to houses and I clear houses out. And yes, there are times that I do and I deal with demons. But what helps me the most is that I have faith in God. All yeah, right? you have to I have, have faith, faith in I yeah, have, have faith in my guardian angels. You know, I know when that. We when we talk about I, this stuff, I have this sitting right next to me. because Right. But, you know, it's not like I sit down and say three Hail Marys, our fathers of glory. No, you don't, uh, I just go in and do what I got to do. But I know that I am protected. You know, uh, I'm going to bring up the witches part. OK, I know a lot of witches that are good witches. OK, and if they would have heard him say that, I was going to get an earful from them. You know what I mean? Because they are good. All right. It's not so much that, you know, to me. Um, they're they're into like the paganism, which only paganism is, that, is not. It's not. Well, a, it's not. But what Christians. I'm saying, and that's what you know. If you look at the general rule of witches, they they believe in goddesses. You know, they believe in the earth. Well, that's know? false gods, Sean. You got to. They're not. If you if you believe in um, heaven and hell then, and angels but, in heaven, but that's to the, them, some of them have a problem with dealing with God. You know, they have a problem. They do well, not feel comfortable. And I do not feel comfortable going into the church, Jen. Okay. I had had bad experiences and I was all the way in the masses. I went to Catholic church for school for 12 years and I did not like it because they teach something different, you know, well, so. So, you know, but on his, on his, on his side of the story, the, okay, so we got two sides. There's two sides to every story. I think that's what we're debating right now. Okay. So we got... You know, Sean, you're talking about, you know, there's witches, you know, yes, they're good people. I understand that, you know, they, they're into, you know, their witchcraft and stuff. And that, that's great. You know, that's to each their own. But if you look right. at what the, uh, what the exorcist is saying is 
you know, we're just people. So we really don't know what we're dabbling into on the other side. Mm -hmm. But in the majority of the cases to get certain power is coming from something from the dark side because they're more willing to give it to you. So that way you're like, Oh, I'm doing good. Cause what is Satan going to do? He's going to be that nice little rose petal, you know, and he's going to be real nice to lure you in. And then when you lose, exactly. That's exactly what the antichrist is going to do. He's going to be attracted. So that's what I see. That's the two sides of the story. I see, you know, you got the good people there, which is, you know, believe they're doing good or doing good, whatever. But then on his side, from the religious standpoint, you know, they're getting their power and everything that they're getting from it would be none other than more than likely the dark side. You know, because- I, and, I, and I, you know, I, I can understand where the Monsignor's come. And trust me, I have a lot of respect for that man. Okay. I really do. It's not like I'm not like debating him or nothing like that. But I know in my own personal life what I have dealt with. And when I go out and clear houses, and I do fight demons then, I really do. Jason will tell you. I've seen you get your boxing gloves on. Yeah. And it's like, honest to God, Jen, you know, it's, it's something different. And for me, and I know that I'm safe. And I know that some of my, uh, my witchy friends, okay, they're good people, you know? So to come out and say that people want the, the witch, the witches I know don't grasp for power. They don't, you know what I mean? They just enjoy what. Well, they they're, do. you're talking more like a Wiccan than a real yeah. witch. That I mean, you gotta, you have, they suck the blood of babies. But you got to okay. see it from his standpoint. You know, he, he's a very religious. You know, Monsignor. He's very religious. He's an exorcist. Right. So he's, you know, he's on that side of the mm-hmm. spectrum. And there, you, and you, you can't know. debate it. But I'm just, I'm just pointing out what. Right. What well, I you're not it. talking about sadist witches that believe in Satan is giving them power, beauty, wealth. You're talking no, about God, a witch no. who believe the nature and the trees, and they worship uh, the stars and the moon. Right, and that, not and worshiping that, the devil and having and that's, sacrifices and that's every Wiccans. Sunday at high tide. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Now they're Wiccans, but. And, and they'll say that's their religion, but they will come out and say I'm a witch, and and I'm I'm cool with that. As you know, some of them here's just the way, do here's, that to be cool. Here's the way I look at it. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> wow! No, honestly, no. What what I've been what I have been dealing with, you know, in in our our motto, okay, and PPS is that I will respect what you all believe. If it makes you happy, if it gets you closer and getting into something good, and then I, if you respect what we believe in, then I will respect what you believe in. But That's do not true. push your stuff on me. Yeah. Right, right. That's the best way to go. You know, it's yeah. You know that. That's why, like, you know, parties or whatever. It's like no religion talk, no politics, because you know you respect. You know, I respect what you believe. Well, you respect what I believe. Be let's not with discuss. You, this talk that we're having this other. show isn't about religion. It's about the exor- being an exorcist right. and well, fighting the devil's uh, minions. Mm-hmm. It's not about Catholic or Wiccan or Judaism or. But Muslim. the exorcist plays parts in all that. If you we, look at it as a whole, good and evil. Yeah. And it's just not opening yourself up to um, doors like astral projection, doing. Um, witchcraft now witchcraft can be like get, cutting up a child cutting up an animal putting them on an altar drinking the blood of a 
a virgin. I don't know. But that's to me is that's evil. I mean, if you're talking about uh, Wiccan and, oh, let's go. I'll, I'll do a love spell for you tonight. You know, take a little bit of, you know, ginger and mix it with some gar. I did that. I you know, did I think, all that. I think with the with the pro- probably with the problem with uh, a lot of possessions, I think this is just my own opinion. Uh, you know, as he he was saying, you know, people lose their faith. You know, they start just doing all kinds of bad sins and stuff like that. But you know, the people that's I guess more so like beginners will dabble into stuff that they're not yeah. ready for or not trained for. Mm-hmm. So now they are more susceptible as people. That right. I think you know, so demons see that as an opportunity. So I didn't get a chance to ask him, but I wanted to ask him something about that line. You know, is it the people that, you know, are experimenting with, you know, the Ouija boards? And yeah, the yeah. That, that opens the door. Yes. It opens you know, the yes. door to something that we yes. don't know. It opens and the door, but I think the new people, you know, the beginners, I think they're a lot more susceptible. And they're the ones that are probably. Because they're naive. They don't realize yeah. what they're doing. They don't have you know. any idea. The power it, of this Exactly. And then, and you know, it's crazy. You get your first tarot deck, right? A lot of, a lot of the people who just start reading or do their very first reading, there's definitions of each card in the back of the book with, you know, the definition of the card. And they're more concerned about what the meaning of the card is. But once that card is flipped over, you know, like you said, Jen, everything opens up. You and then op- they all you come open. in. I have a problem. I do read, I've been doing, oh my God, for the last 15, 20, I started with tarot cards. I quit doing that because I, oh boy. that was really bad. <clears throat> and then I started doing angel cards and I'm thinking, well, I had this conversation with someone. I said, angel cards, how can they be bad if they're, if they're angel cards? And then when I read the book, he discusses that angels are demons. They felt the angels, demons, excuse me, demons are angels that fell no matter what they are still angels. And he mentions that God loves the de- He still loves those, de- those angels that turn to demon. He still loves them. Right. There's still angels. So if you open a car, an angel card up and you think about it, well, how do I know if I'm not really talking to one of the, the, the angels that fell that are now demons? Cause they're still, if they are still angels, just like Lucifer, Lucifer is still an angel. Right. He's still yeah. an archangel too. He was one yeah. of the archangels, the most beloved one from God. He loved them. But he's still an angel, and that's what scares people scares me. And that I don't want to do angel card no more, you know, because I, even though I mean, there's I have two decks sitting on my desk over there, you know, it's like, oh my god, I'm opening the door to, after I read that book. Seriously, it really makes you think, and I think I I totally think everybody should read it if you have any kind of, especially if you do weird things like astro project, <laughs> and uh, you know what I mean, and you decide to go into a different realm. I definitely think you should read the book. I mean, I'm not, you know, I love scary movies. I like, you know, like I said, I, I'm a fascinated. Some people are attracted to that. I'm one of them. I'm attracted to the, the scary stuff. Make sure you watch you, the, uh, the exorcism of Roland Doe. It's on, like I said, I think it's on Netflix or discovery. One of those streaming sites, it's called the exorcist uh, or exorcism of Roland Doe. Uh, that was in 1949. The kid was 12 or 13 years old. And that's what the actual movie, the exorcist yes. came out in the seventies was based off of. What was mm-hmm. it called again? I'm going to write why the is exorcism it? You it now? of Roland Doe. Yeah. I was just watching it. I think like Roland two nights Doe. Ago. Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna have and, to text uh, me that one. I tell you what, I, I like I started watching five minutes in, like I was hooked, and just seeing the story about this kid. Uh, basically, what happened with him was he ended up getting possessed, and um, I think they they did over a month worth of exorcisms every single day, and 
that I think I don't remember if they said he started writing stuff out, like they gave him a pencil or something. And what came out was I am the devil himself. You know, oh, whatever possessed them. You know, so they were they were fighting hard to get rid of this thing. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil the whole the whole show. You gotta watch it, but like I was hooked in, I was like, holy smokes. And then you know, it was like, wow, this is what actually the movie was based off of from the 70s That's was based scary. off this 1949. You know, I was like, wow, that was it was something else. Well, you know? I know an, uh, a woman um, close to me that used to use the Ouija board. And it was right after her father had died. And she would do it all the time. I mean, she was always doing the Ouija board, never thought anything of it. So one night she's by herself and she's doing the Ouija board. And she asked, her father had just passed away. And she said, um, can you tell me where my father is? Can you tell me... It, where my father is because she wanted to find out you know where he went is he okay so she did the thing he bought you know you hold the little indicator thing and you, yeah, you let it go and it, it spelled out <laughs> with a good friend of mine and she was oh who is your good friend and it said spelled out lucifer Ooh. oh wow wow i wasn't i probably wasn't her dad <laughs> so the after after she got that she got the board broke it in half but she threw it in the garbage so um, you can't do else, that I know. You can't You're supposed do that. to bury it in front of a tree, I heard. Yeah, so. an old oak tree. And I'll tell you a story real quick um, about a, a girl in our group. So she was in our group, and we were over at her house during the investigation, and she brought out this very, very old Ouija board. And um, so I said, bury it in your backyard underneath that big-ass oak tree you have in the back. And she did. Um, and what was crazy about it, that – there was a big tree and it had a lot of leaves on it. Well, come fall time, all the, all the leaves fell off the tree, but where she dig that hole, not one leaf fell on that square thing where she dug um, that. And it snowed one time and there was snow all around that box or, or the hole that she dug. There was not one thing of snow on that square box that they dug so yeah i mean um it that they they're bad well a lot of the places we go to jason huh how many times the first question out of our mouth is did you play with the ouija board as soon as you hear yes we're like oh no yeah <laughs> and they, yeah seriously but those aren't hauntings those are demonic possessions so what do you do i mean well i mean I, well the the ouija board isn't I, I wouldn't say it's actually you become possessed right you know from it basically all you're doing is opening a door you know right. so something could potentially come through uh -huh. you know maybe you know but we don't know what or exactly it is but i don't think you know that makes the person directly in like a and, possession and and for, uh, monsignor rosetti said that um 70 of hauntings are demonic and anything that hurts you any a, a haunting of a of a loved one that's passed does not hurt you. Right. They will not hurt you. God will not let them hurt you. The only ones that can hurt you are the demonic, you know, demons. Right. So it takes a lot. Yeah. So yeah, if you're ever in a haunting and they hurt you, they knock you over. They burn you if you wake in. If the person in the house is getting burns on their bodies, especially an upside down cross or a cross that's burnt on their body, that is no ghost. That is a demon, buddy. Yeah. Oh, of course. Well, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Whenever we go to a house that I know or 
that might have demon activity. I do not let my people in that house. Well, good. I'm glad. I, I mean, it, it's just that um, I, I won't let that because my number one thing for me is the safety of Jason and my group. And uh, if it's bad, I will not let them in. And um, now, yeah, speak about the Ouija let board. Them take you. I'm still young. Oh, why not? Why not? <laughs> but he, I, I remember one, one thing that we did, one investigation we did, and uh, the girl was like brutally, brutally on the verge of being possessed. And the first thing out of my mouth was, did you play with the Ouija board? And she said, yeah, but that she, she said that oh. was over 30 years ago. Doesn't it matter. doesn't matter. And, and that's One right. Time and I told, all it takes. That, that was it. And I said, that's what probably, you know, it just sat back and waited for the opportunity time to come in and start giving you help. Because out there in their world, there is no time. Mm-hmm. There is right. no time. Yeah, there is. So yeah, prob- that probably waited. waited. That yeah, waited. probably waited until later in life. Just, you know, probably busy with work, kind of stressed out, you know, just tired. You know, yeah. that, if it's it, that's the prime opportunity where they're just like, oh, my turn. Exactly. They just yep. you know, what, what I found really interesting in what he said is that a demon, he like he said, he God asked them. It, I mean, he what if God said you could be converted and they mm-hmm. would not. They said, they said no, no, they don't want to be converted. And they couldn't. He said he can't they can't be converted. You Even know, if they wanted they don't like being a demon, but they wouldn't change it. And that's what kind of freaked me out. Though. You know what? If you think about it, okay, do you think that they wouldn't want to get converted because as being on the dark side, they're free reign to do whatever they want, attack whoever they want, just do right there, brother. Just yeah. pure evil if they want to they're not allowed to kill though god won't let he said that god won't let them kill you but they'll torment you and they don't like help for the fact that the other demons they pick on each other (laughs) here's my theory about hell we're living in hell i know when i die i'm going to a better place i know that's the way i think i'm not sure if this is i think this is it could be purgatory if you believe in that. The, oh, and another thing about purgatory, I had a priest in my group when I first started, and I asked him about bur- purgatory, and he said it don't exist. The reason why everyone who went to Catholic school or CCD was taught about purgatory was that um, Catholic religion was trying to push into saying, well, if you commit a sin, you're going to go into purgatory. And when I talked to this priest, I don't. Right. And I was taught the same thing until that priest was in my group. And he just simply said straight up, there is no purgatory. Well, you have to be careful. Well, demon cyber demon said we are in purgatory. You have to be careful what some priests are, because according to Taylor Marshall, he was an ex I believe, an Episcopal priest. And he Mm -hmm. says that the church, the Catholic church was infiltrated. I have his book, too. By the by the, the devil. So you have to be careful because some of these priests aren't really who they say they are. They're, oh, they're, no, they're working especially. for the they're working for the other team. So and we well, know I mean, that look, from look all the happened. scandals. Look at, yeah, look at all that shit going happened. on. What four hundred some priests yeah. involved with you know yeah, like, yeah. a couple of years ago like so, that. Yeah. Well you Here think in of Pittsburgh. It, a def, was it three hundred? Was it three hundred? Like four something, I think. Four okay, something all together. If you believe in Christ, Jesus Christ. What mm-hmm. is the most horrible thing you could do to him? 
what is the, if you were the devil, what could you do that would be so horrible, insulting to him and humiliating is to take one of your own, a priest who works for the God's house, you know, into mm-hmm. convert them into some psycho perverted pedophile. And that's right. exactly what happened. The devil infiltrated the Catholic church. And I, I still think, I believe it's still there. Some people think that the Pope is not who, who he says he is. Uh, so, yeah. So you have they to might want to get rid of Latin mass. And that was like the number one mass. Oh my God. For years, I know. Years. That, and what does the devil hate more than anything? Latin. He hates Latin, especially prayers in Latin. He hates yes. it. Then why is if you he, want why to get mad at a demon, it? say some Latin. John. Why do they always speak in Latin then? If they hate it so much. Demons? What? I don't know. Yeah, why don't they speak in, in here here's my thing. You know, anytime you uh you hear like a lot of recordings and stuff, a lot of it's in different language, mostly Latin. Why aren't they just well, because that's why they're doing English. it, because you know for sure it's a demon, because if, if it, like, it's Joe, down the street guy said, oh, I'm possessed. Well, how do you know for sure he's possessed? Because the only way you'll be able to tell is if he knows things that no one else knows is he, he says languages that there's no way he could have learned them overnight. So, you know, that's definitely a demon. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, you know, and another thing is if you smell that sulfur smell, oh, that is yeah. true. I you believe have more bleached on your drains smell. if you have that happen. So, nah, I mean, there was some really, some houses that I went, this was before you started, Jason, um, went to some houses, but the sulfur was so nasty. It was sick and couldn't stay in the room. Oh, that, 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 um, stinky That's just, but uh this is a good show i'm enjoying this well i'm glad you are because we don't have too much time left <laughs> i see that <laughs> but since we only have a few much little bit time left i want to tell there's two things i want to say one my little paranormal tree rocky the rockefeller christmas tree he's magical okay he's always possessed by demons no um it's <laughs> going to be free starting tomorrow for for five days i just want to throw that out to you it's a it's about a little Christmas tree that thinks he's the big or he's going to be the big Rockefeller tree. And we have some fantastic news. So I want to start talking and plugging. Um, Jay's Sean, go ahead and you tell. Do you like this? Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> here's the big, the big news. Um, so with all you wonderful viewers out there watching our show, um, we, we average, we have, Average the listeners, viewers, if they're watching on whatever, come on, but spill the beans. Thank already. you, thank. Oh, come on, dude. <laughs> Let me talk. Hurry Let up. This it'll be next week by the time you're done. All right, we are moving to a new day, which would be Tuesday, and we got prime time. So our new time is day is Tuesday, and our show will be on nine to eleven, and that Eastern. would be eight to ten central. Nine to eleven Eastern, August Same, 10th. same, goofy people. <laughs> you love same us. Topic, you know. We want you to come and listen to us. Seriously, I mean, our show, our show rocks. All right, we might be crazy and you know a little loony, but you know what? We have three good stooges guests now on Tuesdays. Yeah, <laughs> three stooges. <laughs> we should make that three stooges now on Tuesdays. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so that's some great news. So we're yes, going to try to do it the same same format, maybe um, just for the first hour, have our guests. If, if we're deep in conversation, we'll just keep going. And if we're not, we'll just get them out of there. And um, we'll just do like what we're doing now. We'll just have some topics. Don't forget, so, 
Go ahead. Don't forget, tell them about our getting sponsorship for the show. Yes, we, Go we're going to be sponsored by Carnation. And um, we are up for a People's Choice Award. So people, please vote for us. Um, there's a link on all our Facebook pages and the UFO Paranormal page. There's a link, I believe. Um, you just go to the um, People's Choice Podcast Awards and you can, um, there's two categories. Isn't there, Jason? There's overall. Yeah, yeah. it's like overall. Overall like and religion for us. Our, yeah, we're under religious and, uh, spirituality because there isn't one for paranormal. So, yeah. I so mean, be spirit, sure to find us under the spiritual and religion section. Yeah, that's where we're at. So, I wish they would have a. Um, I don't even think the pod SoundCloud has a category for paranormal. I never saw it. So in Spotify, I, I believe it's just. Um, I believe it's just religion and. And spirituality, but getting back to um exorcisms in our last few um, what is that five minutes, six minutes, Sean? I yeah, it's like time. Six, yep. I always six. had a problem telling time when I was in kid and I used to be made fun of because <laughs> I, I didn't know tell. how to tell time because <laughs> with my dyslexia. So, but I did do uh, I did the moon thing too. I were I, I still had the moon rituals, and that's okay. apparently um, not a, I don't know if you're allowed, I don't think. Like does a, it work for you does it work for you well in my head it did i still i still love the moon i mean but i used to do like new moon rituals where i'd sit out with my crystals and right. i would i would sit with my big beautiful crystal like we showed last week i do believe i have tons of these and apparently you're not supposed to because it could conjure up something i guess i don't know according to um monsignor but yeah. I know. Go ahead. Okay. No, I'm not going to give up everything that I makes don't know. me I, feel. I'm just, I, that's, your, that's just like you. That's like just like you if you, you want to get you. a flu shot or, or no, a COVID I know that, vaccine. But I don't want you to do what makes you happy. <laughs> I don't want you to quit what's making you happy. Oh no! And I do know you, the no. I know uh -uh. the charging of the uh, I know the charging no, of the crystal. No, it does make me happy, but I don't want to do All anything right. that's going to offend the Almighty. And that's you know, just... I saw this thing about crystals where uh, how to tell fakes from real ones is to set them on an ice cube, and real crystals, uh, like I don't know, generate heat or transfer heat, so they'll mm. actually melt into the ice cube, and the fakes will just sit on top. What do you do? You put the crystal up against the uh, you, you, like if if you're curious if your crystal's real or if it's fake, you set it on top of like an ice cube or an ice block. And if it melts in, you know, rather quickly, then it's real. If it just kind of festers and sits on I'll top, I have to try that because I have to tons fake. of them. I'm, yeah, they're supposed to transfer you, all that energy, all that. Heat I can't energy. wear them; they break on me. And this one broke yeah. in half. I don't know if you can see the um, yeah. fracture line. Can you see that? No, there's a fracture mm -hmm. line broke right so in here's, half. Here's a question. Uh, maybe take a little pull here. What do we think is more dangerous? A Ouija board, tarot cards, you know, mediums. What what do we think is the uh, like for me? I would say the Ouija board. Ouija board is probably the easiest. Board. Some eight eight year old can go grab some chicken nuggets at McDonald's and a Ouija board at Walmart and summon demons, and then blow exactly. out the toilet later. You know what I mean? So right, the Ouija board's the big one. Definitely yeah. the Ouija board. I, I I'm afraid of the Ouija board. I found a Ouija board. We were having some really weird occurrences in um, the Ouija board. I found out I was cleaning my closet and the Ouija board was still in there. <laughs> I, was oh, like, I remember, oh, I remember wow. you telling us about that. Yeah. Yeah. And we're like, yeah. oh, no wonder stuff's happening in your room there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I did. I want to tell some really weird thing will happen real quick before we have to leave. But I was reading the book 
and then it would get real, real quiet. And all of a sudden, I hear these like thoughts in my head, and I go, "These are, are these my thoughts?" Because they were really mean. <laughs> I was like, "What the heck? Get me out of here! This is terrible." Kill Sean. <laughs> burn, burn, baby, Kill burn. Sean. No, I don't know. I, I, I do. I love watching scary movies. What are you doing? Oh, Taking too. a bath? <laughs> Oh, dude, I'm sweating like crazy, man. I'm sweating. Maybe you should go get your blood pressure checked. Yeah. Nah. It's like 90 <laughs> degrees in my attic, and I got well, a shirt. Oh, tie. Got that tie choking you out. Take your clip on tie is choking you. <laughs> oh, it's so comfortable. Silly. Look, I can breathe. You can summon demons just by invitation. You don't. Oh, God. You know what, Amelia? I would not be summoning no demons anywhere. <laughs> But here's the crazy thing, real quick before we go. I do believe that there's a book out there that there's like 2,500 different demons out there, okay? My question is, and then we'll let it go, maybe pick it up next week or on the 10th. What demon do you know what you're dealing with? Seriously, I mean. If he, they, I, he asks their name. You, they we'll always ask their, their name. name. The very first thing they do is say, what is your name? And the one is in the Bible was named Legion, um, the one that um, um, possessed. I don't know if it was, there was a man there. I forget his name that was possessed. And Jesus said, what is your name? And he said, Legion. Now, what I want to know, what, did he mean a legion of demons or was that his name, yes. Legion? Could so, be, I would think a legion of a lot of demons. I would, what I would. Well, say. I think there's a lot of demons walking on this earth, and we're going to be closing out. I do think that we're in a particular time of evilness out there, and you guys have to be more careful than ever not to open those doors to the demonic. And uh, well, I think if, be careful. I think if people summon demons and get possessed, you know, they should just go to Taco Bell because then they'll definitely. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be exporting demons later. I think you two are going to be doing the shows on Tuesday night. <laughs> They'll be expelled. Yeah. Um, so I'm waiting for the almighty um, commander in chief, Joe. Where is he at? Okay. Thank you for this. Thank you for listening. What is he talking about, Joe? What are you talking? I don't understand. So I think we're going to be saying goodbye because it is that time. Right, Joe? So I want to say thank you for tuning in tonight. I want to thank yes. Monsignor Rossetti again. Get his book. You will not be disappointed. It's scary as hell. All right. Thanks again for tuning thank in you, to Chasing Prophecy. Have a Good great night. weekend. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.